Coming up on today's show, we're going to look at some very interesting remarks Sean Payton had today speaking to the media regarding Denver's recent skid, losing three out of their last four, and whether or not he threw Russell Wilson under the bus. And then we're going to look at an interesting rumor, we'll call it, that Russell Wilson might take a pay cut to stay with Denver. But let's start with what Sean Payton told the media today following the Broncos' disastrous home loss to the Patriots on Christmas Eve night. So Chris Thomason tweeted out, Broncos coach Sean Payton said that communication has been an issue in recent games with the offensive lulls, and he wonders if perhaps there is too much stuff in. We are back to the wristband debate we had last season as to whether or not Russell Wilson should wear a wristband, something he did not do much in Seattle. And this is usually a conversation that takes place during a quarterback's rookie season. Not when they are approaching year 15 in the NFL. This is a bit of a slap in the face, right? Sean Payton here trying to be a bit uh, obtuse as to whether or not it's an issue with himself or whether it's an issue with Russell Wilson. But when he says maybe we're putting too much in it, I think he's saying it's a little bit too complicated for Russell Wilson to understand. And that's why we're having communication issues. Just my theory. But when you look and read in between the lines there, those are not glowing remarks for a quarterback when the head coach is saying, we're having communication issues. Uh, is Sean Payton speaking Swahili? No. So if the communication issues are Russell Wilson cannot quite comprehend and process and deliver what the play call is, I think we know who the blame goes to in Sean Payton's mind. Now, Sean Payton also added this when speaking to the media today. Head coach Sean Payton on what he saw during the Broncos' five-game winning streak versus the last couple of weeks. We were protecting the ball better. It's out all the time now. It was, the, uh, it was out the other day, and we're lucky we only had two turnovers. Huh. Who do you think he is calling out here, not by name, as for we were protecting the ball better? I'm going to get a wild guess here and say Russell Wilson. Because you look at Russ's last four weeks, four interceptions, three total fumbles, not all of them lost, but overall seven potential turnovers in four games. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize when Russ has four interceptions and three fumbles, Marvin Mims has one fumble, and Javante Williams has one fumble. Who do you think he's talking mostly about right here? Russ or Javante and his one fumble when it comes to turnovers over the last four weeks? In my eyes, it looks like Sean Payton is done with Russell Wilson. Now, will ownership approve an $85 million dead cap hit? That one, I'm not so sure about. I, I don't think that he's going to get behind, or ownership is going to get behind an $85 million dead cap hit for this season. Sorry, that's the wrong. Now, the only way I can see the Broncos actually moving on from Russell Wilson after this season is with a post-June 1 designation, which allows them to take that $85 million dead cap hit and spread it out over two seasons. If they do release him after June 1st, $35.4 million, which would not be an NFL record. Matt Ryan's got the biggest right now at $41-ish million in dead money. But 2025, $49.6 million, that would be an NFL record dead cap hit. 
and there are no cap savings whatsoever. Now, people are going to look at 35 and 49 and go, by themselves, that's not so bad. But, man, you got to think about it. Like, imagine if your parents gave you an allowance and you go to the store, and then right off the bat, right when you walk in the store, which is, in this case, free agency, $35 million taken away from you to spend. And then the next year, it's even worse, $49.6 million. I got to just believe or think at least that ownership hired Sean Payton with the expectations of you can get some good play out of Russell Wilson for at least two seasons, right? We don't want to stomach an $85 million bill for a guy that's not even on our team. Now, if Russell Wilson is released after June 1 in 2025, right? Let's say he plays all of 2024 with the Broncos and then they move on from after three seasons in Denver. His dead cap hit is $18.4 million. His 2025 or 2026 dead cap hit, I beg your pardon, is $31.2 million. And the cap savings are $37 million. So much more manageable dead cap hits if they hold on to him for one extra season. Now, I know what a lot of people are probably already typing in the comment section. No, 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 no. I watched one video that said it's not like that. Not entirely true. If Russell Wilson is on the roster by March 17th, $37 million for 2025 becomes fully guaranteed. Yeah, that's a big number to stomach if you want to hold on to Russ for 2024 and if you plan on making that the last season when $37 million becomes guaranteed in 2025. But I'll tell you right now, if you cut him tomorrow, it's $85 million in dead cap money no matter which way you slice it up. So I understand the $37 million in March 17th might be too big of a number for Denver to hold on to, but I think 85 is going to be a lot scarier than guaranteeing 37 million in 2025. Now, the next portion of today's show, before we get to some injury news and other stuff, is Russell Wilson going to take a pay cut? I've seen this tossed out online on Twitter, and we'll break that down next on today's show. But really quickly, our awesome sponsor, Prize Picks, they've got an awesome deal for Broncos Country. I'm going to share with you at the end of this read. But make sure you visit Prize Picks because all you do at Prize Picks is select two to six players, and then pick more or less on their projected stats. So in layman's terms, here are my selections for Week 17. I like the more on Amari Cooper, Thursday night football, 55 and a half receiving yards. He had 265 on Sunday against Houston. I like the more there. I also like the more on Jonathan Taylor's rushing yards. I feel like the Colts are going to be extra hungry for a win, competing for a playoff spot. And I like the more on Kyler Murray's passing yards as he goes up against a very fraudulent Eagles defense. And then finally, I like the more on Matthew Stafford's passing yards. I feel like Stafford and the Rams are just the hottest team in the wildcard hunt right now. So give me a big day for Matty Ice. Now go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. And when you use code CLNS, PrizePix is going to give you guys a $100 deposit match. So if you deposit 100 bones, they match that $100 deposit with $100 of their own money. So go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS to get that deposit match. That link is in the comments and description of today's video. Russell Wilson going to take a pay cut? Probably not. Uh, so let's kind of start the origin of this. Tyler Columbus, who does a great job of covering the team, uh, tweeted out, there is a fake report circulating about Russ taking a pay cut. Although not true, this is how Russ becomes a hero. The team can't ask Russ to take a pay cut. It has to come from him. 
Russ has all the leverage. He will get his money even if cut. The problem with Russell's play is that most can't uh, dissociate his salary from his performance. He'd also go on to say, if his salary was more reasonable, I believe people would judge his performance differently. Easy for me to say, not my money, but Russ would be an absolute hero if he did this. Also happens to be how the team could get Russ the help he needs around him. So let's kind of break that down bit by bit. Let's start with the Russ would have to ask for a pay cut. The Broncos can't do much about it. That's true, right? Graham Glasgow took a pay cut from the Broncos last season, but that's because he had very little guaranteed money left. So if you want to get a paycheck from Denver at all, he had to agree to a pay cut just to stay on the roster. Russell Wilson has $85 million guaranteed left. He is going to be either paid one way or another. All right, so that's kind of the step one in terms of Russ would have to approach Denver, and he would look like the hero, and love him or hate him, Russell Wilson is a big me guy, right? He has the entourage, he's got the cameras, he's got the lights on him. Russell Wilson likes the attention. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. So Russell Wilson could be the hero if he does take a pay cut. Doesn't sound very likely to me. Now, this could help put some very precious weapons around him because we saw how bad the passing game was yesterday or on Sunday um, when Cortland Sutton went down in the first quarter and Denver had 85 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. Jerry Judy's not producing a whole lot. Brandon Johnson is good in tight situations, but he does not get a whole lot of separation. And Marvin Mims, I don't know why he doesn't get more targets. I mean, he is the fastest guy in the field no matter what. It seems like a major long shot, though, that Russell Wilson would take a pay cut. A lot of money to just say, I'll pass. Is he overpaid for what he's producing? Of course he is. But it's his contract. And if he knows he's overpaid right now, and he knows that there is no more big paydays coming down the pipeline for him, like, look how much Aaron Rodgers got paid near the age of 40. Russell Wilson's 35, 36 years old. Like, he might have envisioned getting another big free agent contract after this extension expired, but that's not going to happen. So this might be the last dollar he gets out of the NFL contract-wise, and he might not want to rip it up. So I feel like the only way Russell Wilson would take a pay cut is if he knows that Denver's going to release him. They say, take the pay cut or we release you. And he knows that there is no free agent market out there for him. So if he wants to continue playing, and Denver takes 50% off of his bill, or Russell Wilson takes 50% off of Denver's bill, maybe he goes, I know it's less money than I could have right now, but this way I get to continue playing. And if I were to go test free agency, there's no way I would get as much as I'm even getting with this pay cut. Make a little bit of sense. I know it's a bit confusing, but ultimately I would not hold your breath on Russell Wilson taking a pay cut. Injury news here, Cortland Sutton is in concussion protocol which means we are all just in limbo, right? This is kind of like when you're on a plane taxiing and you have no idea when the pilot's going to come on the intercom and say, we are ready to go or we are going back to the gate. Concussion protocol is a big all shoulders. No one knows. We hope that he'll be returning soon, but with two games to go in the season, if it's a little bit dicey, maybe they do not push it because head injuries are not something to play with. So fingers crossed Cortland Sutton makes a quick and speedy recovery. Finally, for you sickos that are still watching, let's talk AFC playoff picture. Because I know it feels like Denver is dead, and they are kind of dead. But at the same time, this might sound absolutely asinine. But after the Chiefs lost, lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day, the AFC West is actually still up for grabs between the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. 
if the Broncos win out against the Chargers and the Raiders and the Chiefs lose out, Denver and Kansas City have the same record, but Broncos would have a better division record because the head-to-head tie would move on to division record, which would benefit Den- uh, the Broncos. So, yeah, there's a chance. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose their next two games and the Broncos win their next two games. I could maybe get behind one of those two things happening, but both events happening seems a bit far-fetched. I feel like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are not going to drop their final three games of the regular season. So I'm not forecasting the Broncos to win the AFC West, but they technically still have a chance, which for Week 17, it's not so bad. I mean, we have seen the Chiefs win the division a lot earlier in previous years. Now, as for a wild-card rooting guide, there are a lot of teams really close to the final two wild-card spots. As it appears the Browns pretty much had that number five seed locked up, which means six and seven are up for grabs. I tried to do a full breakdown of what you need to see every single week, and there's just so many permutations. Let me condense it to this. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Houston, and Cincinnati. Root against those teams. That's really as simple as it gets. There are some tiebreakers in. The Broncos have a tiebreaker over the Bills, but not over the Texans. And if it's a three-way tie, then it gets even more confusing. But ultimately, root for those teams to lose right there. Now, if you wanted to get a little bit more specific, let's say we have a four-way tie at 9-8 and eight between the Bills, who currently have nine wins right now, so that would be them losing out. The Colts, which would be going 1-1. One and one. Denver going 2-0. and oh. And then the Steelers going 1-1. One and one. Denver's on the outside looking at. If you have a four-way tie between those, uh, if you have a four-way tie between those four teams at nine and eight, Denver loses. Now, if you have a four-way tie between the Bills, the Colts, the Broncos, and the Bengals, Denver is in. It really comes down to record in the division, record in the AFC, common games when you don't have head-to-head tiebreakers. So, ultimately, right now, step number one is win on Sunday against the Chargers. Root for those other teams to lose in the AFC, and we'll see what happens in Week 18. What's your confidence level in Denver making the playoffs? I'm at a two. I'm at a two, and the only reason I'm not at a one is if I'm at a one, what are we doing here? I mean, if I can't even see a little bit of a path for this team, then there's no way you guys are going to see a path for this team. So put me down for a two. I have very little faith in the Broncos even going undefeated the next two games. If they couldn't beat the Patriots, the worst of the last three teams remaining, at home. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Broncos Breakdown. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your post-Christmas day. I know we're kind of in that no-man's land. Post-Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve is just a made-up time and space. It does not exist. So appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you all later. Thank you.